Welcome to the Classy Council, Reflections for the Wise and Elegant Lady. I am Nadia, your Elegance Coach, and in this weekly podcast, I bring you insights on how to cultivate the attributes of a lady that is elegant and not only elevated in terms of appearance, but also on a much deeper level, spiritually elevated. You'll find cross-references made with verses from the Bible and from other sources of wisdom. Whether you are a beginner or advanced in your journey towards the most elegant version of yourself, a curious learner, or simply looking for some more elegant mindset inspiration, you are in the right place. So, grab your favorite beverage, sit back, and join me on this journey of discovery and growth. Confidence isn't walking into a room with your nose in the air and thinking you are better than everyone else. It's walking into a room and not having to compare yourself to anyone else in the first place. Definition of self-confidence. It's a feeling of trust in one's abilities, qualities and judgment. Some synonyms are self-assurance, belief in oneself, assertiveness, self-reliance, composure, presence, pridefulness, self-esteem. Opposites could be insecurity, self-doubt, self-destruct, apprehension, misgiving. The way I define self-confidence, it's really a state of mind where you are free of any limiting bonds or fears. When a woman is confident, it means she knows that life, things, people can deceive her, but she will always have herself. She has her own back. She will not abandon herself and her value is not based on whether someone loves her or not, whether she's accepted in a group or not, whether she's the best at her job or not, whether she's recognized for being the best mom or not. She knows herself and therefore there is no insult, no offense, no upsetting opinion someone could have about her that could make her doubt her worth. You get the idea. She is free from the need for validation. Although the need for recognition by others is inherent to human beings, any human beings, and therefore natural to feel good, there is a balance to be found between this need for validation and the ability to be sufficiently detached from this need, to not give away our worth entirely in the ends of others. The elegant woman is self-confident. She stands for herself and I'm not saying she's this woman who maybe claim a little too loudly, I don't care about what people think of me, I do what I want, I don't need no one, it's me, myself and I, and blah blah blah. When I hear this, although I might be wrong, I cannot help but to see a woman who's fighting and trying to come across as confident. It's like you can feel the wounds. And I believe this is defensiveness, almost aggressiveness, and this comes from a place of pain. But what I'm talking about is real self-confidence. A true self-confident woman doesn't need to say anything at all because she just knows. She doesn't need to show anyone that she is what she is. And I'm not here to blame, don't get me wrong. But those who say loudly, I am confident, I am a confident woman, I am a confident woman. It's a, it's a normal reaction, but I'm just saying that this can be perceived as fake self-confidence. 
However, I encourage you to talk to yourself. If you're working on building self-confidence, tell yourself every day, I am a self-confident woman. There's a difference between telling yourself and telling others. So tell yourself every day, I am a self-confident woman. Because I, I really believe in the words of affirmations, as you probably know, if you've been following me, uh, especially on my YouTube, I have uh, created this playlist of affirmation called Affirmations for the Elegant Woman that you can listen to and repeat after. So I do believe in the power of words. Whatever you tell yourself, that's something that is building you. Keep telling yourself that you are self-confident, that you are fearless, that you are enough, that you can count on you. True self-confidence does not come from a place of fear. For example, there is a big difference between the behaviors, the choices, the energy of a woman who lives or lives a life based on her fear of losing her partner and the behaviors, the choices, the energy of that one woman who has confidence in herself, in life, in their relationship, and who, without ruling out the fact that anything can happen, she nevertheless knows that she will remain a woman of value, who will know how to be happy no matter what may happen. The confident woman has practically no fear. I'm not saying... I'm not saying she doesn't have any at all, but her life is not led by fear. She does the things according to what makes her happy and according to what is aligned to her values. That's why I keep repeating, the self-confident woman knows who she is. What do I mean by she knows who she is? Do you know who you are? What are your values? What are your standards and principles when you think of yourself? What are the few words you can use to describe yourself? I'm going to give you some example of values. So there is a list, quite long, but you will listen to them. You can picture yourself um, which one feels right for you. Close your eyes and try to associate the word that resonates the most with the be better version of yourself. Here we go. Accomplishment accountability, altruism, ambition, assertiveness, beauty, boldness, bravery, charity, commitment, community, compassion, connection, consistency, courtesy, curiosity, credibility, dedication, dignity, devotion, efficiency, empathy, enjoyment, enthusiasm, excellence, fairness, family, fidelity, fortitude, generosity, fun, greatness, gratitude, happiness, honesty, humility, individuality, insightful, inspiring, integrity, intelligence, joy, kindness, knowledge, leadership, loyalty, mastery, motivation, openness, optimism, passion, peace, performance, poise, power, prosperity, productivity, quality, reason, reflection, responsibility, satisfaction, self-reliance, serenity, significant silence, sincerity, skillfulness, smart, spontaneous, strength, talent, 
success, traditional, trust, transparency, trustworthy, unity, uniqueness, welcoming, victory, wonder. These are just a few examples of values and principle. You could do some research and look for others that would fit best your, your personality. Once you've done that work, ask yourself, how do I embody these values? If I'm a woman, let's say, of community, then it means I'm someone who thinks about unity, who get people together, who likes to be around people, and who is able to create groups that get along together, that makes exchanges and meaningful interactions. If this is something that drives you, then you will start embodying this person and do the things, engage in activities that looks like that, that is aligned with this um, value of community. Once you know exactly who you are, or not even 100%, but if you have a, a good sense of who you are, it is then more complicated for someone or any external force to come and shake your sense of worth. You know what I mean? If you've been working on yourself, you've defined the values you want to project and you do your best. You know you're not perfect, but you do your best to align to those values. Well, when this person or this external force comes at you, you won't be sad, nor doubtful, nor offended. You won't be shaken. You'll be unbothered. Your response will sound like Okay, sure, cool, if you say so, you know, because a self-confident woman doesn't need people or doesn't let people put a seal on who she is because she validated herself first. She said it herself. She sealed herself. These are my values. I know I'm working on this every day. I know I'm not perfect. I know there's room for improvement, but I know these are my values. And I know everything I do every day to be aligned to those values. So anything, any situations or any person coming at me trying to shake my sense of worth, it cannot work because I already know. I already know what, what I do and what my worth is. Once you understand that it's a normal human being thing to seek recognition and validation through the eyes of others, you will stop taking things too personally and you will start noticing that a lot of other people's behaviors are also rooted in their own need for validation. You will see that they're also seeking your validation. How do you cultivate self-confidence when you really start from the bottom? Here is what you're going to do. I have eight advices, eight tips for you. First one, learn to identify and challenge any negative thoughts, self-doubt, limiting beliefs, anxiety, and negative thoughts that undermine your confidence. Replace them with positive and realistic thoughts. Listen to uplifting music. It's really important to choose what you feed your mind with. Musics, books, movies. Choose uplifting things. Write down the positive thoughts you want your brain to integrate. Let's say you have a limiting belief that is, I cannot lose the weight. From now on, I want you to tell yourself every day, I can lose the weight. Write it in your journal and repeat it. 
I remember when I went through a phase of anxiety, I had to repeat myself every day. I am safe and my future is bright. I am safe. My future is bright. At first, it is difficult. It's normal. There is a resistance. But after a while, I believed it. My brain took the information and placed it in my mind like a new installed software. I became Nadia 2.0. <laughs> Number two, set realistic goals. Set achievable goals and break them down into smaller, manageable steps. Celebrate your progress along the way, which will boost your confidence. You need to see yourself succeeding, even if it's just small achievements. If you were um, able to beat your depression today by waking up and getting, getting dressed, celebrate that. If you are able to move a little step further towards your career goal, celebrate that. You need to see your own progress to understand that you are able, that you can do things. Don't look at the pace of others, at the definition of success as we have it on social media. It's, it's, a, it's terrible. Don't do that. Success does not look the same for everyone. Besides, it cannot because not everyone has the same gifts. Tip number three on how to cultivate self-confidence is to practice self-care. It's funny how in almost every um, podcast episode, I have this self-care thing. It's really important that you have to, you, you take care of yourself. Take care of your physical and mental well-being. Engage in activities that make you feel good about yourself such as exercise, proper nutrition, getting enough rest. Taking care of yourself is you showing up for yourself. This is you respecting you. You are demonstrating love towards yourself and therefore you are building trust in yourself. You know you can count on you because you understand how good it is for you to do all the things. Tip number four on how to cultivate self-confidence. Surround yourself with positive and supportive people. Surround yourself with people who uplift and support you. Avoid individuals who bring you down or undermine your confidence. You have to accept the fact that some people are here for a while and some people are here forever. But most of the time they are just here for a season and you have to accept it. Let them come and just go because you don't have all the same pace. You don't have all the same destiny, but it doesn't mean that you cannot respect them and be good to them. And I'm not talking about romantic relationship, not only. I'm talking in general. You have people who are friends or acquaintances and you are on the same page or you get along. And then one day, all of a sudden, you outgrow them or they outgrow you and you just go, go on separate ways. There's no need to hold on to any grudges. You just realize that you no longer get along. You no longer see things the same way. And the time you spent together was cool, but now it's time to move on and continue your journey. Be thankful for the experiences, the good memories, the laugh, the lessons learned, because if it has been removed, I believe in God. So. I believe that God had removed people out of my life because it was no longer serving my life. And I'm not talking in an opportunistic way. It's just that God will place people around you 
that are what they called the destiny helpers. They are here to support you, but if they no longer bring you anything or worse, if they're actually keeping you down, then you have to be mindful of that and be, okay, well, thank you very much for the good time we had together. I'm grateful. Be mindful of the people surrounding you because we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. The more you spend time with people, the more you will take on their behaviors, their way of thinking, their way of talking, their state of mind. So if you are with people who are complaining, negative, in competition with you, or who can be even toxic, you have greater chance to become just like them. Side note, the elegant woman isn't in competition with others. She is in competition with herself, with the person she was yesterday. She wants to be the best version of herself, not to be above others. She's not putting all the women down so she can feel like she's above them. And she, on the contrary, is the type of woman who will bring other women up with her. Tip number five, take on challenges. Step out of your comfort zone and take on new challenges. Learn a new skill. Learn a new language. Do something you haven't done before. Each time you overcome a challenge, your confidence will grow. There is a book you probably heard of that is titled Feel, um, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And just the title inspired me. I haven't read it yet, but the title comes up in my mind many times whenever I feel I have my own self-limitations and self-doubts. A while ago, I realized that I was stagnant in my life. It was because, of, because I had self-limitations, uh, beliefs, and I decided no more stagnation, no more mediocrity. I'm going to work on those limitations. I am still working on them, and this is definitely a journey I am proud of. This is something I totally recommend you. If you cannot afford therapy, there are lots of podcasts about healing, healing from anything, childhood traumas, I don't know, um, breakup or any type of traumas. There is also journaling that is a good way to meditate on who you are and what you feel. The more you work on it, the more you can identify the sources of the fears that have been blocking you from reaching your full potential. Anytime you will be facing a challenge, you will keep in mind that the fear is here. You will understand why it's here, that it is just your mind trying to protect you. It's just doing its job, trying to protect, protect you from something that has hurt you in the past or you may have some other reasons. Um, but if you understand that your fear is just a normal thing, it's a, it's a thought, it's a feeling, it's not a concrete thing. It's not reality. It's just in your head. It's a fear. You will go ahead and do it anyway. You will try and then you will see for yourself it wasn't that much of a big deal after all. That you were actually able to do it. You were able to actually overcome the thing that you wanted to overcome. And the more you will push your limits, the more you will feel confident. You will realize that you are actually able to do these things you were not able to do yesterday. Step by step, 
doing little things every day, you will see yourself in one year from now how far you've come and you will be so proud of yourself. I'm telling you, you will be so proud of yourself. So go for it. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Tip number six on how to cultivate self-confidence. Learn from failures. See failures as opportunities for growth and learning. Instead of dwelling on mistakes, analyze them, learn from them, and move forward. I think it's a good sign to feel guilty because it means, you know, you're not a sociopath or a psychopath and you can actually have, you have a conscience. So if you fail at something or, or you've made a mistake, then okay, your conscience is working well, you feel bad, that's good. However, it's bad if you just dwell on that failure and let it define you. There's no way you can let your failures define you. A mistake is just a mistake. Actually, a mistake is a lesson if you learn from it. And just make sure you don't make it again. You work on understanding why you made it, how you could have done better, and what could you do in the future to avoid doing it again. Understand what triggered your reaction or your actions or the things you've done and work on it. If you keep on making the same mistakes, I would believe it's a choice at some point. You choosing to not improve your behaviors or your ways of thinking, and that's mediocrity. Don't be offended. But the high-value woman is a woman who is always driven by growth, by the idea of getting better every day. And therefore, she will let herself do the mistakes, but she's not going to dwell on them. She is going to learn her lesson and she will do better. She will not let herself be defined by those mistakes. She takes ownership, responsibility, accountability, and then she moves on. And that's how you become a better person. I mean, when you were a baby and you didn't know how to walk, you were crawling at first. You couldn't run, could you? You had to learn how to walk. And to do so, you had to fall several times. Maybe you hurt sometimes more than others, but you were able to get up and try again. And now you know how to walk and you can even run. But can you imagine if a baby just falls and then stay on the ground and crying, thinking, well, I'm not going to walk. Clearly, it's not for me. I'm not good at it. Of course not. They don't think that, thank God. No, they stand up. They try again. They fall. They stand up. They try again until they can. So remember this. Your chances of reaching success is not based on the amount of mistakes you make. So don't feel bad because you're making mistakes along the way in your journey. But your chances of reaching success is based more on your perseverance. Don't be discouraged. That's what I mean. Tip number seven, practice self-compassion. Treat yourself with kindness and understanding. Embrace your strengths and accept your weaknesses. Avoid a harsh self-criticism and practice self-compassion instead. Self-confidence isn't thinking that we are perfect. I already said that, but it's choosing to focus on highlights and strength. We know them. We know the strength and we know the weaknesses and we accept them. And eventually we work on them. You cannot work on something you don't know. So don't try to ignore them. You will have to do this introspection to look at your weaknesses, but don't look at your weaknesses being afraid of them or ashamed of them. 
you know your your weaknesses but like the mistakes they don't define you for example let's say you know you don't have a perfect body no one does actually but let's say you don't like your legs for some reason but you know you have the most beautiful deep eyes and you focus on them you will focus on your eyes you love them you love this part of yourself now you are grateful and you thank your legs for walking you properly you don't find them the most attractive sure you don't find them the most attractive traits of your body but you are grateful because you can walk however you will focus on your eyes because you find your eyes very beautiful they are the most beautiful feature so i want you to think of the part of your body or your personality that you don't like think of it for a moment what do, what, what don't you like about yourself whether physically or in terms of your personality and thank them if you don't like your feet thank them because they make you walk some people wish they had feet if you don't like i don't know your hands your chest your belly thank them for the work they do properly and now find the one thing or two or even more that you really love about you and focus on them highlights them you won't have to say anything trust me once you do that trust me you won't have to say anything you don't you won't have to say look at my eyes look at do you like my hands you won't need to say anything you will just exude confidence people will not look at your weaknesses because your own focus is on what's beautiful in you and about you people will just follow your lead you know it's like this i'm i I'm, i always see the woman um posing on picture i recognize those who don't like their belly because they will put their hands on it as if kind of hiding automatically it put the focus on the belly it just actually counterproductive they think they're hiding it but actually they're exposing it and they're exposing the fact that they're not confident because they don't like their belly but i'm telling you if these women were focusing on something else something that they like people will not be looking at their uh, at their belly but they will be looking at whatever they they are focusing on whatever they are highlighting tip number 8 seek professional help if needed If you struggle with low self-confidence, consider seeking support from a therapist or counselor who can provide guidance and strategies specific to your needs. Think about it. These people studied the human brain and behaviors. They can probably point out things you cannot even see or cannot even comprehend. It might not be something you want to allocate a budget for because I don't know for you have your reasons. But once you try it and see how useful it can be to understand your own mind, why you do the things you do, why you think the way you think, it's a game changer. I believe everyone should be going to therapy. To be honest with you, yeah, really. <laughs> no, because everybody has issues. I mean, most of people have some traumas or have some you know baggages and have some pain that they holding it's really rare that you find someone who has been never hurt 
I think everybody should go through therapy at least once, just to make sure everything goes well. <laughs> Because we all live in the same world that is not for the faint of hearts, honestly. This world is as beautiful as it is crazy. Life can be challenging and tough, and mental health, just as physical health, should be a priority. So I'm just, I'm not pushing you, but I'm encouraging you and suggesting strongly to really consider therapy to be something, you know, even just for fun once, just to see how it works, how it, how it helps you. Anyways, this was my last tip for today. I'm going to close this episode with a very inspiring psalm. It's Psalm chapter 139, verse 14. It says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. If you like this podcast on self-confidence, if you have any questions or suggestions, don't hesitate to leave me a comment to like, to share. It's good for my channel. Thank you. If you also like words of affirmation on my YouTube channel, Madame Kabongo, there is a playlist affirmations for the elegant woman with a video specifically on self-confidence. For even more advice to become the best version of yourself on etiquette, elegance, communication, you can follow me on Instagram and YouTube. You will always find me under the same name, Madame Kabongo. It's M-A-T-A- M-E dot K-A-B-O-N-G-O. Thank you. Take good care of yourself and see you next week.